Support for this podcast comes from Planned Parenthood. It's hard to imagine a world where we leave future generations with fewer rights and freedoms. Since the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills aimed at blocking people from getting the essential sexual and reproductive care they need, including abortion. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves access to care. And with supporters like you, they can reclaim our rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future to learn more and support their cause. Memorial Day here on the SB Nation NFL show here specifically on Monday Football Monday. A reminder before we get started, this show is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. My name is RJ Ochoa from SB Nation's blog of the boys where we cover the Dallas Cowboys, a.k.a. America's team today is about the U.S. of A. It is Memorial Day. Want to extend our deepest gratitude for the men and women, the brave men and women who have served our country. Um, you know, there's a lot going on in the world and in the United States right now. We hope that um, some conversations about football can be a little bit of a distraction for you. So uh, this is Monday Football Monday. We're here, shocker, every single Monday. You can watch us live on the SB Nation NFL Twitter page, Facebook page, or YouTube channel. And of course, listen to us wherever you get your podcasts, Apple devices, Spotify, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Subscribe, leave a rating, write a review. Those things help us out very much. I say us because it is me, Arjo Ochoa, Rachel Prevet, our fantastic producer. And joining me as always, he put his internet together this morning with, I think, some twigs, some scotch tape, uh, some Elmer's glue, uh, and some some good old-fashioned elbow grease. The one and only from SB Nation's Arrowhead Pride. It is... <laughs> Yep, I'm here, and it's a holiday edition of Monday Football Monday. And yes, we're wishing everyone a, a safe Memorial Day as as you go out and and, and about and do different things. But uh, for those that are going to be traveling via car, maybe maybe stop stop or by airplane, M- you know, just MFM, you know, while you're you're on your way back home or later this afternoon as you're you're grilling out some hot dogs and and hamburgers and whatnot. So uh, it's exciting. We we have a nice holiday edition of MFM. This is the MDW MFM, which means the MF double MVP today will officially be known as the MDW MF double MVP. So there's Whoa. a lot on the line. It's hard to uh, say. Pete, I saw over the weekend um, the big soccer guy that you are. Right. You were out and about hanging around, uh, roaming around rather, uh, the metropolis of Kansas City, I think. And I didn't check the, the geotag or anything um, with some pals, with some mates. And you were watching the Champions League final, a la Madrid. Got it done. How was that? Did I put a, a wager or a, a significant wager on Real to win in regulation? I, I might have. So I, I had a, a really nice time, as it turned out. Another uh, big soccer moment for me this weekend. I officially have decided my Premier League team, which will be Tottenham. So now I have a team. They have a great organization here in kansas city it's a, it's officially affiliated with the, oh so the you've home. got like a like a tottenham bar like you know little yes. little family watch group fan group going on 
there's a couple of them. There's a Chelsea one in Kansas City and Liverpool. I, I tend to like the Tottenham ones. I, I think that's what I'm going to roll with. It was very upsetting to my friend Tom, who does headlines for us. He happens to be a gigantic Arsenal fan, so not happy uh, in, in Tom. Well, but I'm especially glad the way, yeah, this I, Premier I, League season ended. I've been waiting, you know, to pick a team for a while, so I feel good to finally have landed one. You know, um, as a Manchester United supporter, I'm disappointed that you went with Tottenham. I do think if you're a big NFL fan and you're looking for an in to a, a Premier League team, Tottenham makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of crossover there. They have arguably the most luxurious stadium in the world. Right. Great colors. Um, who knows what's going to happen with Harry Kane this summer? So, you know, kind of picking an interesting time uh, to jump on uh, on the brigade there. But, uh, but congratulations to you and your team. I did want to use a soccer thing to kind of, you know, uh, jumpstart us into our conversation today pete um tottenham big year uh, again uh, much to the chagrin of your arsenal friend playing in the champions league next year by way right. of their finish this past season um you know disappointing end for my uh, manchester united as mentioned but that's the positive end of the soccer spectrum right you finish top four generally you get right. to play european soccer football the following year at the highest level in the champions league but the other end of that spectrum where, where people are, are more i think akin to the understanding based on um on all the education that ted lasso has provided us is relegation right if, if you're if you're a bottom feeder team you, you don't finish high enough you get relegated to the lower division you got to fight and earn your way back did you see what happened with saint etienne over the weekend Pete? oh no i did not i did not saint etienne a french soccer slash football team was relegated um that's again uh. a, a really disappointing blow uh to an organization to a franchise so sure. to speak and just this really was terrible um, some fans, some supporters in outrage, seemingly stormed the field and shot and threw flares at their own players, like out Whoa. of, you know, pissed offness. They were so upset that their team had been relegated. They were throwing flares at them as they exited the field. Just a horrible, horrible scene. Um, now that is, um, the, the, you know, extreme end of a lot of spectrums. Uh, but Pete, the, the overall emotion involved here is frustration and disgustingness disgustedness rather with your team there's nothing like that it's just nothing like you know how could you do this to me i'm your fan how could you disappoint me how could you upset me so much and so a few weeks ago big hit episode we did top 10 teams or teams that are likely to be in top 10 contention uh, mm -hmm. around the national football league today is the other end of that spectrum pete who are the teams that are going to be in the bottom 10, the bottom third, as we like to call it here on Monday Football Monday? Um, I'll, I'll kick it to you. You know, but you want to throw us one, two, three. I mean, how are you feeling? How, how many darts you want to throw right now? Well, I, I think there are some obvious ones. So I think it's important to, to get those out of the way first. And to me, that would be the two teams with seemingly no quarterback. Can, and... I, guess, can I guess the two you're talking about? Sure. Okay, so you're talking. Give me, give me like a, a like describe them. They have no quarterback. Is that the only clue you want to give me? Well, they have no. These are both two NFC teams, okay. and they have uh, had ties to a certain Cleveland quarterback. We are talking about the Seattle Panthers and Carolina Seahawks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, you you almost had it there. You just <laughs> had the, the names reversed. But to me, the NFL, and you know, I say this constantly on the show. The NFL is all about quarterback or nothing. It is It is almost, I think, more than 50% of what makes you a good NFL team. And when you're rolling out Sam Darnold and trying to sell him as a possible starting quarterback, and then when you go to Seattle and it's what we have Drew Locke there and who's the other? Geno Smith. Um, 
not great, not great, and likely to be bottom 10. I, I have, you know, Washington, Atlanta, and Houston could be in that consideration, but I just think when it comes to just dismal, dismal situations, it starts with Seattle and Carolina. I think you're right. That's certainly the tip of the iceberg. Um, I think Carolina might be worse. You know, like because if you're searching for like redeeming qualities, uh, uh, like among the two teams, Seattle has Pete Carroll, and I know that you know Pete is not exactly hip to the times uh, as sure. far as the way football Once is played. Run the football, right? I mean, all I'm saying is, I, like, what what's the best thing between those two teams? It's either Pete Carroll or Christian McCaffrey. And I, I, you know, I trust Pete Carroll more, right? You know, ultimately, strong name, by the way, Mr. Carroll has. Um, and so I'll, I'll lean Seattle. I think Carolina could be the worst team in the NFL. I think they could be really disappointing. And the other thing, too, is like Seattle also plays like this means nothing, but they're, they're a, a far more respected franchise. Right? Like they're, they're a far more enjoyable franchise. Like even when these bad teams play like primetime games, they're still like an enjoyable quality to watching respectable teams. And the Seahawks kind of have that, right? Like I don't mind watching games in their, their stadium. They got good uniforms. Like the Panthers have nothing going on. Like, you know what I mean? The, the Panthers are the new, you know how like the, the like often referenced joke is like, oh, that Titans Jaguars Thursday night football game. That's the territory that the Panthers are living in at the moment. Right. And, and I, I know there's a scenario and, and they've been connected to Baker Mayfield this entire offseason. So I don't know. I, I still add Baker Mayfield to that team in my, my mind. And I uh, unfortunately would still consider them to be a, a bottom 10 team. I, it just is, I don't know, of all the teams in the NFL, the Panthers screams to me the most obvious that they're going to be having wholesale changes uh, in their head coach. And I have no doubt about it in my mind at, at the end of the season. Uh, I agree. And I wonder what that means for the future in Carolina. Well, it means David Tepper promised, you know, pizzazz. And there's none of that there. I mean, his franchise is a joke. Opposite of pizzazz. And arguably, is the opposite. If you take injuries and stuff out of it, you have the most talented skill position player in the league. And to just not be able to make the most of what should be his prime years is is sort of inexcusable. And I I think this will be the last year of Matt Rule uh, in Carolina for sure. Uh, Matt Rule, a.k.a. the Jay-Z of NFL head coaches. Right. Um, I agree. Uh, this is a great way to kind of get the conversation started. I mentioned, you know, the Pete Carroll, but DK Metcalf might be the, the most like promising commodity between those two teams now that I really think about it. So um, we'll see. I think the Seahawks are like if we look at the path that other teams who have been down for a long time and, and how they just kind of restarted, like by trading for a big time quarterback or something like that, I think the Seahawks are much closer to that is my point. Cause the Seahawks also have a lot of like draft capital to play with now in the future. The Panthers, what do the Panthers have? They have nothing. They have no redeeming qualities. Um, you mentioned the Texans. Uh, my good friend, Jimmy, we'll just we'll leave it at that. Um, is a Texans fan and texted me. I don't know if you saw this, Pete, I know you're big into this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. the, quarterback rankings or i think all rankings like position player like skill positions for madden Hold on a minute. what is bear doing i mean uh, he is well, going bear is, is uh, nuts behind you right bear now. understands it's a holiday weekend uh i think the mail truck i guess the mail does pass today <laughs> okay um, just drove by he's not in the office i've done everything within my power to protect the show i just mean to be very clear i know that um, i can tell he's not in the office but he just was going berserk for a yeah. second there um, we're very fortunate to have, you know, some big, beautiful windows, um, in the right. front of our house, but sure. the problem is the, the vantage point that they give you know, the dog and, uh, he, and you know, he, something, he's, I don't know if someone is working on their lawn on this Memorial day weekend, <laughs> he was excited for a second uh, there. Uh, we'll see the truck still has to come back around. They, okay. they, they, you know, very, very fortunately start on the opposite side of the street. Um, but okay. Uh, so, um, 
I was saying my friend Jimmy, Jimmy. Um, was very upset with the alleged Madden rankings because Davis Mills was ranked below the likes of Trey Lance um, and Trevor Lawrence because his thought was, hey, you know, Davis Mills played well last year. And I was like, look, you know, you talk about Trey Lance, he's got some athletic traits, right? Like I could see the game of Madden favoring that. I said, but if 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 you have a case for anyone, it's actually Sam Darnold and Drew Locke. Like if Davis Mills is going to be ranked better than somebody in Madden, those are the two dudes. Um, so I just thought it was a funny place to start. Um, shout out to Davis Mills. I actually Mills. think, and so I had been been down by Houston or about Houston for a while now. They had some interesting games last year where they were playing with some good teams and they did a lot on the defensive side of the football uh, this year, they have Brandon Cooks back in the mix. Davis Mills looked like he could be an average starter in the NFL. So I think in, in a scenario where, you know, in Houston, you, you'd probably want to be among the bottom teams to continue to reset your franchise. I think this might be one of these teams that goes eight and nine, maybe seven and what would be seven and ten, spo- play a spoiler, and then really puts itself in the middle of the draft, which is where you don't want to be as you're rebuilding. But I mean, on, I think they're the slightly sub- in better scenario. They're they're bottom ten, but they're in a better scenario than the first two teams we we spoke about, in my opinion. On the subject of you know playing spoiler, so they had four wins last year. They swept the Jaguars, which I think says a lot about the Texans, but really just says an enormous amount about the Jaguars and who they were last year. Um, they beat yep. the Titans like that. That is forgotten. They won in nashville they beat the titans on the road and then they almost beat them again uh in week seven or excuse me week 18 they, was, they lost a lot of kansas 20. city chiefs fans were watching they needed the texans to win that game and they did not. right and they almost did they lost 28 to 25 um their other win and i mean i've everyone who has heard me here on the SB nation nfl show and otherwise has heard me banging this drum we do not in any way and this is where chief's kingdom has started to embrace me pete we oh, wow. do not hold the Chargers accountable for losing to the Texans. We don't. Like, we're, we're so quick to say, and rightfully so, oh, the Colts lost to the Jaguars, the Colts lost to the Raiders, blah, blah, blah. The Chargers lost to the Texans. Like, the, right. the, the, the Texans with Davis Mills. Like, And they didn't just lose. The Texans hung 41 points on them. They had 437 yards of total offense. I, I mean, like, the Texans. And this was, like, this was on December 26th. This is a really impressive performance by them. I think... Um, so I don't know if you saw this, um, you, you know, you're a big fan of, of Tottenham Hotspur, so Tot, but big fan to Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest promoted over the weekend to the Premier League. Our squads will get to see them next year. I think the Texans might have the, the largest likelihood of the bottom 10 to get promoted to the top two thirds. Right. And I, I agree. And when the Spurs come mar- marching in, uh, I do have to say that um, as, a, as a new fan. And no, I come on you Spurs. That's your thing. I'm telling you, I I help you. I come on. Yeah, I'm really learning on the fly here. Um, But yes, I I do believe that the the Texans are on the come up and maybe we'll give them the come up of the week because I I do think that they're on their way out of the bottom 10. They're probably right on what would be that bubble. A lot of it comes down to is Davis Mills legit. We saw signs of it last year. So if he can do that consistently, especially at the beginning of the season, I just think the Texans could be could be spicier. Still bottom ten, but are probably among that get out get out type of bubble for me. Um, yeah, I feel like the Texans are what is it? If you roll doubles three times in a row, um, you get out of jail for a year or something like that in, in Monopoly. Like the Texans have rolled doubles twice in a row. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like they're they're right. already beating some odds. They gotta do it one more time though. Um Pete, start I, spreading the news because what about the two New York teams? All right, you know. Bum, bum, ba, da, 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 da. Anyway, uh, 
Uh, the Jets, the Giants, they are tied for the fewest wins in the NFL since 2017. Right. Like bottom 10 doesn't even describe it. You put them in the basement there in New York. Everybody, everybody up in the in the East Coast, we got basements. All right, we you use them for you put a pool table, ping pong. You're at, you're watching mm -hmm. the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, uh, I think they both had great great drafts, especially in the first round. Uh, well, of people, course they did. They both had two top ten picks. People are you know very excited about how you're starting to get some new pieces on, on and both for both of these teams. The, the Giants were able to nab two key players and the Jets, of course, now uh, improving their secondary in the NFL draft. And I, it seems uh, at least outside looking in that they remain optimistic on Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson apparently beefed up a little bit uh, to sustain. Uh, I'm so I'm so out on that, dude. I'm so out on Robert Sala. Like that, that, yeah. that, just, that smells so funny to me. Like, I do not like that whatsoever. I I think, I think the Jets and Giants are teetering in opposite opposite directions. Like I think the Giants are are floating more towards relevancy again, and the Jets I are. See, I Go just, ahead. just I disagree because I just I think Gi the Giants are going to give Daniel Jones another shot here, and this might be his proverbial last shot. Be because and he hasn't really been given a fair shake. I mean, it, it's been kind of a disaster. So you want to get him uh, some support, and you want to be able to protect him. That's why you saw them go in the in the draft and get the offensive lineman. I I think I I I am not higher necessarily on Wilson than I am Jones, but I, I think we are know more about what Jones truly is, which to me is a below average pro. I just don't think we know that again about Wilson yet. And that's what makes me a little bit more optimistic. I'm taking the mystery door instead of what's right in front of me and the prize that is. Um Daniel Jones, which is no prize at all. And so I'm just a little bit higher on the Jets. But again, these two teams to me are, are still well within the bottom 10. Like we talked about the Texans maybe emerging out of that into the, mm. the, the next two third. Uh, the Giants and the Jets are, are not going anywhere. Uh, and I, I think this year for both of these teams in particular will be about showing steps of crawling out of that hole. And it's sad in New York that or, and a lot of people are like, well, they play in New Jersey. You're right. It's sad in New York that you're Toboken. You're waiting for one of these teams to maybe be slightly above 500, and that would be a massive win based upon where they've been these these recent years. What New York team are you the most proud of right now, Pete? The Rangers. Well, the New York Rangers are are one win away yeah. from uh, the Eastern Conference Finals. So I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's got to be them. They're the most successful. The the Yankees and Mets have both had, had nice years on, on, on the, the comeback here a little bit. And so we'll see if you know, they continue. People make season. so much about the like the L.A. New York fight. Like, I think L.A.'s winning that. I mean, you know, Lakers have a recent title. Dodgers have a recent title. I mean, right. Uh, I'm saying. Well, yeah. What was, the, I mean, what was the most recent New York title? The Giants ones? And before that, the Yankees and I, I think the, the worst part for the state of New York right now is they have a million teams and <laughs> it's just like nobody can win anything. And and uh, these other cities that have less shots at it, at it uh, tend to win more more often. And, and that's that's sad for um, you, know, you, you. You'd wonder, how's Billy Joel doing? What, what does Frank Sinatra uh, think about this? I've uh, seen the lights turn out on Broadway. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway. start, start spreading the news. Uh, we're, lo uh, we're losing the day, really, is what, what it is. Um, I think that Daniel Jones and Zach Wilson are in the same place, but I think Zach Wilson's failure would be more devastating to his respective fan base, which is 
What? Well, I think, yeah, I think like the Giants fans have already come to terms with the Daniel Jones thing. Well, I think half the Giants fan base understands that Daniel Jones is, as they would say, not it. But, you know, there's only so many quarterbacks in the NFL. I I would have liked to see the Giants go a little bit more aggressively at, after Russ Wilson. I Because I just, like, think that the team uh, around Jones is, is okay. I and mean, maybe not necessarily a, a playoff team, but I, I think with the quarterback, you never know. And, uh, and Russ Wilson would certainly be a, a better option than the Jones. I'm actually... And who knows? It, it, I, I'm actually surprised the Giants are maybe not more interested in, in Baker Mayfield. And I, I know that sounds nuts to say, but to me, that would be a better option than Jones. Um, and, and you hear no smoke about that. I have one more that I think we'll like agree on. And then I have two sort of like, hmm, can't believe RJ is going that direction. Uh, teams, you ready for these? Okay. The first one, again, I think there's like universal agreement here. The Chicago Bears. Um, I think like well, sneakily, they're admitting that to themselves. That's what I'm saying, but like I think they're sneakily in the running for worst team in the NFL. Like, like you and you rightfully, I think, put the Panthers and the Seahawks in this box. Why are the Bears not there? You know, like because they have Justin Fields, like because they have a lottery ticket, like you know, uh, like hiding under their mattress. You know, like that's it. Like that's the only reason that we're we're not putting them in that box too. Well, I, I think because Fields seems to be, you know, what would be a better option than a lot of the guys we talked about. But I don't know if we necessarily know that and if you you look at their draft and, and ryan poles came uh, from the chiefs he's really rebuilding chicago and really the whole team their draft was for the most part defensive they didn't go receiver until uh, what was round three and so i i think he's taking this team and completely scrapping it and it and in a way it's a disservice to fields and i wonder what poles really thinks about fields i you know, all the moves that he, he's sort of making here are for the 2023, what would be the 2024 season, when by that time, maybe they've drafted another quarterback entirely. And so I, I think you're right. I think this could, would it stun me if the Bears have the worst record at the end of the 2022 season? No. Uh, what has been most surprising about that to me, though, is it it's almost by design. Like, I think Ryan Poles wants these top picks so we can move around a little bit here. So... I'm, I realize I'm going a little bit off the deep end here, but um, like we all want to believe that everyone who works in the NFL is doing so in the like pure interest of winning, right? Like everyone is doing what they're doing. They're coaching or they're managing or they're, you know, in a front office in some capacity because they want to help that team win above all else, right? Like we all, like every fan wants to believe that. The reality is for some people, it's just a job, right? Like it's, it's just, Hey, this, this is my, my nine to five, right? Like you know, I, I go in, I, I punch the clock, I come out, I punch the clock. I'm just hoping to make it to the weekend and watch a movie with the wife and kids, you know, like that's, mm -hmm. that's just the reality for some mm -hmm. people. And I've said before, there's, there's no way to like, you know, sort of buy time, like to flip the hourglass upside down. If you're an NFL head coach, um, then, then obviously like drafting a quarterback number one overall, because you can always say like, we need time. We need time to develop this quarterback that, that just buys you another year or two. Right. Right. And I think that if you're, if you're in the interest of maximizing the amount of time you can work for an organization, you do what Ryan Poles is doing. You come in, you say, okay, look, this isn't our guy. This isn't our quarterback, you know, but we're just going to see, you know, yeah, we believe in him, but you, you start to kind of tear down. And so it's going to take like two years, right? That's going to happen to the Bears. And then what's going to happen? They're going to flip the hourglass upside down. Oh, now we got our guy. And and then, you know, the talk and the chatter is well, we have to give Poles and Eberflus or whoever time because right. they didn't have their guy before. They had the preview. They had Ryan Pace's guy. They don't have their guy. Like, I think this is partly in the interest. I'm not like accusing him of this, but like, Right. This is how you buy time. I mean, this is I, this is treading water. 
I feel also, too, I feel for the fans of the Chicago Bears because they have been in not-my-guy zone now for, what, north of five years, and it's just another extension of that. And then finally, you know, you would hope at some point this regime finally does have their guy. And when is that going to be? Is that going to be in the draft next year when uh, apparently the quarterbacks are going to be a little bit better than, than came out this year? It seems like it. So maybe finally, after the 2023, 2024 NFL drafts, you feel like, okay, we're finally going to be competitors again. But again, this is a certain bottom 10 team. And what sucks, again, for Bears fans, it's a, I think Poles is, is doing it by design to, to enhance the, these picks. And it's not like, you know, you, you've heard rumblings about coaches being paid to lose. I don't think it's, it's that far, but it's it's just not having the necessarily necessary pieces in place to be a winning team this year. And kudos for him to recognizing the advantage of that, because I we've talked talked about like the Minnesota Vikings always. They're always just stuck in purgatory. You know, I feel that the Texans are entering that area and that's a tough place to be because you never right. get the premium picks you need to, to become one of these elite teams. And again, I'm not like applauding the strategy one way or the other, but like I do think there is some at least intellect towards recognizing, hey. Aaron Rodgers exists, right? <laughs> like we're trapped, you know, like we're, we just have to wait this thing out. You know, it sucks, but we do like, and I think your hope if you're the bears is that you can be the bills, right? Like you know, as soon as, as soon as Aaron's gone, like the way that Tom left, you, there's your window. And um, people are quietly high on, on, on the lions now again. And I think that's a little absurd. Now, do I agree that they're not going to be bottom 10? Maybe I, I'm I don't know if I'm there, but it, it's a competitive division, you know, that I think you're right in, in that sense. And as the the clock continues to tick, every division continues to slowly but surely get better. I don't know if Jared Goff is necessarily the answer, but the Lions should be better this year. And that's another tough two games. you got to try to win there. That's another quarterback who I said, you know, maybe Davis Mills should have a better Madden rating than Jared Goff. Yeah, just Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl quarterback, uh, Jared. Goff. That's true. Support for this podcast comes from Planned Parenthood. Your body is your own. That's why Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Today, lawmakers who oppose abortion are challenging Planned Parenthood. Affordable, high-quality basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. Planned Parenthood believes that health care is a basic human right. That's why they fight every day to push for common-sense policies that protect our right to control our own bodies. They also work tirelessly to oppose the onslaught of new policies aimed at interfering with personal decisions best left to patients and their doctors. They won't give up and they won't back down. You can join Planned Parenthood in the fight to help make sure that the next generation can decide their own futures. The organization needs your support now more than ever. With supporters like you, they can reclaim our rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit plannedparenthood.org future to learn more and support their cause. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Okay, so my these are my last two. Like, and these are two kind of like, whoa, are you sure? Yeah, these are mm-hmm. just making me think. The first one, peace up, A Town, the Hotland of Falcons. Why are we not like putting this team like squarely in the bottom ten? Because of Marcus Mariota, right? Like, like what what is what is there? Like, what, what, did were we impressed by Arthur Smith last year? Like, no. like they they've lost also Calvin Ridley, and I I mean like I know that he wasn't playing you know for most of last year, half last year, however you want to look at it, but like now he's gone. Like so like they have Kyle Pitts, cool. What else you got? I mean, like, what for what reason? AJ Terrell, awesome. But like, what reason should we believe in this team? They, like, they do think that they got the best receiver in in the draft in, in Drake London. But to your point, now you have Marcus Mariota, who has played in multiple places as a backup and really was never given the nod. I thought it was interesting when Mariota went to the Raiders because I'm I've never really been that high on Derek Carr, so I wondered if maybe he could find his way in a starting role there. It didn't work out for him. Now he finally he could get he could get Mariota. The but way he, Mariota did. But here's here's the thing. And this is what the worst part about the Falcons is. Their offense now runs through Corderell Patterson, right? Who, and again, we're always relating things to, to things we know. He reminds me a lot of like a Julius Randle. It's like an older breakout player. There is no guarantee that Patterson at the age, I think of, I think it's 29, right? He's not, he's, this is not a young pup. This is an older player an older type of running back wide receiver wide back whatever you want to call him there's no guarantee that they're once again going to be able to one run run the offense through him and, and you might say okay well well they have kyle pitts yeah but again it's mariota and you have all of these unproven receivers who have never been that guy we talked about london who is, is going to be in his rookie year ridley is suspended so you have brian edwards and zacchaeus is the other one and it's just unproven guy after unproven guy. And so I would tend to agree with you. I just, it's hard to think that the offense is going to be good enough to have more than five wins. And that is certainly square in the bottom 10. So I like the pick by you. I will say this. Um, and then we'll get to the question. From your I, sorry for butchering Zacchaeus's name, by the way. Um, I, I didn't have my, the pronunciation in front of me. I think it's super lame, like in general. And like people talk so much about how the NFL is a, like who you know business. People like throw out all the nepotism that, that runs rampant, uh, certainly when it comes to like the coaching profession. Um, but it is so much a who you know thing. And I think I, I, I feel bad because I greatly admire Frank Reich, the person. Frank Reich is like really doing some lame football things, like bringing in Carson Wentz, now bringing in Nick Foles. Like, dude, it just like let it go, you know? Like right. this, this does this, this doesn't like happen just because. And people love like it's such low hanging fruit to be like, well, you know, Frank Reich and Nick Foles together, and. Like, I don't know why we're not doing the same thing with Arthur Smith. I know he was the tight ends coach in Tennessee for a majority of, of Mariota's time with the Titans, but like, that's all this is. Like, that's just like, well, he was the guy. He was really good when I was in Tennessee. So, like, I'm going to bring him in and it's, he's going to be really good again. Like, no, what, like, what reason? Like, I agree that a, Marcus, uh, I, like, no, go ahead. Mariota is an interesting idea right like there there's certainly some elements to who he can be that that are intriguing like i w- i want to watch it i really do like as a viewer as a fan i'm intrigued by it but like to stake your your like your, your job for on the line for this i think that's that's bold and suspect and i realized that the falcons were in a position where they kind of had to make lemonade really quickly out of some lemons because they chased deshaun watson and matt ryan and all this stuff incidentally frank reich involved in that as well and so i just i i don't like the vibes going on with the falcons whatsoever i don't think this is going to work just because you like mariota and he's cool and whatever but like i don't believe in them whatsoever i think the falcons are just so bad and that's what that's why i was so shocked well, when brady first retired because it was like dude you got four of the easiest wins possible with, with the falcons I, and the saints i know or, the Fa- you, Falcons and Panthers. sorry go ahead 
I know that you're you're not high on on Matt Ryan, and part of it to me is just because he's with the Colts now, and you've you've decided to have this really big vendetta against the Indianapolis Colts for one reason. Or I've another. decided to stand up for logic and reason. Yes, Peter. However, however, uh, you know, I am on the side of I I think Matt Ryan had some left. I mean, he's only in his mid thirties, and and we're seeing successful quarterbacks at the NFL level go into their their late thirties and still at least have a few years of of success and. They completely butchered this. Fontenot, the GM, and then Smith by just pursuing Deshaun Watson aggressively, and understandably so. Matt Ryan was like, very quietly, did it the right way. He was like, I'm done. I need to be traded. And now you're with Marcus Mariota. And to your point, when you have a a coach that's trying to prove himself, this could be a very quick, I think, uh, yank uh, if this season is a complete disaster with Smith and Mariota. And you wonder if if it's the chopping block starts with Fontenot, who really ruined this relationship with the greatest Falcon potentially of all time in Matt Ryan and, and severing that relationship to the point where he had to be traded at the end of his career with no real answer at quarterback behind him. And if they are in the bottom 10, which I would agree, I, I think we both expect, then I wonder if there are changes when it comes to the front office and the head coach. Matt Ryan by Football Outsiders DVOA, and you know you can find metrics for anything you want, but by that, this specific one alone, as far as quarterbacks are ranked, guess where Pete in 2021? Uh, 24th. Holy crap! I thought you were gonna get it. 21st. Th- these are the five quarterbacks ahead of him: Jared okay. Goff, hmm. Lamar Jackson, Tua Tagovailoa, Jalen Hurts, and wait for it, Carson Wentz. Oh, <laughs> so I mean, I, Matt Ryan's cooked. It's okay. You, like you, do, you do have to say though, one hundred and twenty and one hundred and two record. So that's that's eighteen games above five hundred in the NFL. I do think, like, for the I don't know the thirty something NFL fan, it is going to be very weird to see the Falcons suck. Like you mentioned, how I, I think Matt Ryan is the greatest Falcon of all time, more than just who he was as a player for them, uh, which was incredible. But like he saved them, like he right. he rescued them. I mean, they they had one bad year after Michael Vick, you know, and, and the whole situation that that 07 season, and then landed Matt Ryan immediately, and he has yeah. been there like their their stabilizing force. And so, I mean, we're talking about the, what Vick was the first pick in what 2001. I mean, so we're talking. It has been over 20 years since the Fal- and even then the Falcons had gone to the Super Bowl like three years before that. So like, it has been a long time since the Falcons. I know the Falcons fans are very tortured. I'm not trying to imply that like they've had it great, but they have been in the mix. Like we could see a Falcons group that is just like insignificant for a while, and that hasn't happened in a long time in the NFL. Yeah, it's definitely a, a team that's going to have to get off to a fast start. And the chances of that happening is, just seems so slim when it comes to Atlanta. Um, uh, quick question before we get to my last team, Pete. Yorkshire Jags asks, how much are the bottom 10 teams dictated by the division they are in? How much did that impact your decision making? Well, I mean, there are tougher divisions out there, right? So, you know, if the schedule is going to be a bit, a bit harder. And especially if you finish second or third last year and you're playing just some higher quality teams based upon that schedule, those tend to be the the teams that you look out for when it comes to the scheduling of maybe there's a, a mismatch, especially if there were changes at, at the most important positions and they're still expected to maintain that level like that. I, I think about that when it comes to the Baltimore Ravens, right? So because of all these injuries last year, they're playing a, a much easier schedule than they would. How much is that an advantage when it comes to the AFC? I mean, I think it's significant because you're getting all these players back and you have an MVP quarterback as well. So it works the other way for me uh, as well. Mm. Okay, well said. Um, all right, my last team. And I'm not ready to like put this team in the bottom 10. This is more like 
if th- this question is like if one one non bottom ten team is going to like you know parachute into it this year, who's it going to be? And I tell you what, Pete, their primary colors are red and white. All right, now everybody's been slinging different things at this franchise this offseason, wondering why you're making these moves, why you're making these decisions. How can you possibly, you know, replicate the the success that you've had as of late? Um, and that's the Arizona Cardinals. Look what I did there. Boom. I saved it. I know you were thinking I was going to Kansas City Chiefs. No way. Chiefs are winning the division and laughing in Justin Herbert's face. The Arizona Cardinals are going to be incredible television. I believe that. Um, the hard knocks. The hard knocks. I know. The, the in-season hard knocks. I think that's the new kiss of death. Like, you know, before, like I think that the summertime hard knocks, fine. Like, lots of teams are surviving this. Who's but the different, think, who, who's the summertime hard knocks then? This year's the Lions. Oh, right. So they're but you, but you, you can't curse them. You know what I mean? So, like, but the Colts, the Colts got that that in-season hard knocks, mm. kiss of death. It was and the now kiss the, of death. That had the now, disaster game in Jacksonville. Exactly. That's the Cardinals. Like, they lost four of their final five games last season. One of them to the aforementioned Lions. One of them to the Colts that was like heavily featured on Hard Knocks. The, the, the they have Hard Knocks is interesting in Arizona because there have been rumblings that have, that have come out of the Arizona building that have said Kyler Murray has bad attitude, is not a leader, et cetera, et cetera. If they're losing games and Kyler Murray is is throwing these fits, it's gonna be caught on camera. And so you know, like I don't I don't know why we don't like say this. Kyler is Baker. That's that's who he is. Like he's Baker. He's the same. They're the same character, right? Like they're the same attitude about things. Like and like big shocker. They like they both came from Oklahoma. Like maybe it's something in the water. You know what I mean? Like they both five like letter, followed that same names ending in er as well. A little that. that, that's an RJ thing that I just <laughs> brought to your attention, RJ. Yeah. Um. Wow, I like that. Um, you know, if Baker was a baseball player, we could really, really have some fun here. Um, but um, he's like a I, jab I mean, with the flags. This is this is bad vibes. Like, and like, can't you just see like some, you know, some offhanded comment from Kyler like going viral like after they lose a certain game or something, or they have a bad moment? He's like, well, you know, I, you know. Christian Kirk would have made that play. I really didn't want him to leave, but you know, I don't make those decisions. Like something like that. Like a, a, a really like just kind of whoa. There's bad, you know, vibes. Bad, you know, whatever. Like this just smells like like there's so much chaos bubbling beneath the surface. I think. Right, and I I think there's a lot of pressure on on Cliff Kingsbury too because you know you know you have a a situation where they had to try to appease Kyler and they went out and got his boy. Hollywood Brown, that has to work uh, in a way for this team to be successful and to have. If there's any team in the league that screams fall off, we've said this before, it's the Arizona Cardinals. And so I would I would tend to agree. Another one that maybe you didn't say that I, I've been thinking about just because of the quarterback position is the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we've gotten so used to Mike Tomlin being able to make anything work. And I just wonder can you really feel like you're confident about a team being above 500 when your two choices are a rookie quarterback? A lot of people said, okay, maybe not a, a starter right away, maybe need some seasoning. Or Mitch Trubisky, who has time and time again uh, been unsuccessful in this league. Now he's he's kind of gotten, I think, some support back because of his his sabbatical in Buffalo and, and what he was able to do behind the scenes. But are we really sure that the Pittsburgh Steelers are not going to be bottom 10? I think if I'm choosing bottom 10 or not, and I'm needing to bet one way or the other, unfortunately, I'm going bottom 10. I, I, I big fan of Mike Tomlin. I think, you know, when it comes to just 
success and consistent success, maybe the best head coach in the NFL, um, other than like a Bill Belichick or an Andy Reid. So he's right there for me. And I think if, if there's anyone who could figure this out and, and be above 500, it's Tomlin. I just it's just hard pressed for me to believe like at a certain point you need the player, especially at the quarterback position. And they just don't have that anymore now. I think I've said this too. Mitchell, if you're Baker Mayfield, you need to look at Mitchell Trubisky. Dude did nothing last year, did absolutely nothing and is now like beloved. And this like, you know, dude who's talked up like he could save us. If you're Baker Mayfield, you want nothing to do with the Carolina Panthers because like all that's going to do is make you look worse. You want to do nothing. You want to put time between now and whatever. Um, I agree. I think Mike Tomlin would be a fantastic guest on Chopped. Right. Like, cause it's like, Hey, we need you to make a delicious meal with cottage cheese and maple syrup. And he would find a way like, that's what he does. Um, so, but you're right. Like at a certain point, does that, does that end? Um, I, I have two more. Uh, one is a little bit more obvious, but the Washington commanders, I mean, Agreed. I mean, duh, like, like low hanging fruit. Um, the, maybe the most interesting one is the San Francisco 49ers. Like, like is, is there tension? Is the Jimmy thing like, is Trey Lance going to be good? Like there's so many questions like, yes, Kyle Shanahan deserves a lot of credit, but like at what point is that, you know, well run dry? Like it's just, it's so hard to figure out who they're going to be. And like to the question, like maybe not the division they play in, but I mean, you know, they got to play the Rams twice and they, and they got to play the AFC West this year. Like that's, that's going to be difficult. Yeah. And I, I think when you're talking about bottom 10 teams, what's a, another interesting wrinkle here is, when you're looking at the coach of the year, you're always looking for coach of the year situations. And to me, Pittsburgh is a perfect coach of the year situation. San Francisco, especially if they move on from Jimmy G, another perfect, especially Kyle Shanahan, uh, coach of the year situation. If, uh, for example, the the um, Arizona Cardinals are able to somehow win the NFC West, to me, that's a, a coach of the year situation when it has been so much turmoil in the offseason. And so San Francisco is interesting because i think jimmy g will be traded i just feel that way once he can show that he's fine he's going to be with another team especially maybe as like this backup that's knocking on the door the starter has a short leech and jimmy g's right there waiting in the wings and then you're just left with trey lance and i just don't think we've seen enough to think that trey lance can lead a team to not be bottom 10 and so it, it's going to be unpopular because the 49ers sort of came out of the woodwork and, and very nearly went to the Super Bowl last year. But I, I can see them also being another fall off candidate, so to speak, especially if, if you just are, are rolling with an unsure quarterback. Um, Pete, the time has come to welcome in the ruler of Monday Football Monday, the empress of Monday Football Monday, our fantastic producer, Rachelle Prevet. Rachelle. This is a, a little bit more special edition of the MF Double MVP. It is the MDW MF Double MVP, the Memorial Day weekend, Monday Football Monday, most valuable player. Who wins it? Why? The floor is yours. Handy daddy notepad. Okay. So I really loved RJ's yeah. Falcon take, but I also, I think it came down to Pete, you threw out the Steelers, which was really, really Ravens fan expecting. over here. Okay. Of course. And RJ, you draw, you throw out the Cardinals, which I thought was a really strong take. So it came down to those two. And I'm going to have to go with the oh Cardinals. Cause Lord. when you think about the Mike Tomlin situation, oh like you already said, he's that coach that's going to get it done. As much as I hate mm -hmm. the Steelers, I don't know if I see them as a wow. bottom 10 top team. Wow. 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 So, this is just a stunner. Cardinals. Let's go. You know, let's go. 
mean, we're doing the podcast and and Pete, you know, look, I know last week, the floor is mine. The floor is mine. Last week you were like, <laughs> I got all these MF double MVPs on my mantle. Blah, blah blah. You know what you don't have, Pete, and what you won't have for at least one whole year is an MDW MF double no, MVP. This is I, like when you open the trading cards and you get that super rare okay. one. I have the rarest MF double MVP to date so far there will be rare ones right like there will be one that that is kind mm -hmm. of like um like you know the the thanksgiving awards that fox and cbs yes. hand out there'll be one shaped like a turkey there'll be one shaped like a christmas tree we'll have some special ones maybe you have an exemplary performance there mm -hmm. but i have the most coveted mf double mvp so far the m d w first mf double mvp our joe choa first and last time i i say that the baltimore ravens could quietly win the afc that's the that's the first and last time i i say that don't be a hater <laughs> just know rachel i'm not a sore loser i i lose with grace um you know and i win with grace i win with humility and grace um well thank you everyone for hanging out with us today we hope you have a very happy and a very safe memorial day mm -hmm. weekend uh hope there's burgers and hot dogs in your life last question uh for each of you rachel you get to go first because you're better than pete uh how do you dress your burger what goes on it cheese and ketchup that's it, that's it. okay pete Cheese, lettuce, tomato, onions, ketchup, mayo. We're dressing that thing like a Whopper Junior, baby. That's the type of thing that I want. And don't forget those pickles. Yum. You're dressed, so you're making it seem like a big deal, and you're dressing it like a Whopper Junior. So you go with like a, a small version of a burger. I'm a big slider man. I like the little burgers, and, and you have a couple of them as opposed to the the big one. And so, yeah, that in my. So, mind, do you order multiple Whopper Juniors instead of a regular Whopper? Oh uh, yeah, I get two Whopper Juniors instead of just the Whopper because I just am a big fan of the small stance. You, you like to feel like a giant, right? I like to have, hold them in your in your I hand. Fee five full fum. <laughs> Give me the Whopper Junior, son. Uh, <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um. I put <laughs> pepper jack cheese, onions, and bacon yeah. on mine. Okay. Um, but oh, Pete, send us home with your giant voice. Say anything you want in that fantastic giant voice. Send us home. E-5-4-Thumb. See you for the next Monday Football Monday, Mom. <laughs> I know my mom's listening. Support for this podcast comes from Planned Parenthood. It's hard to imagine a world where we leave future generations with fewer rights and freedoms. Since the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills aimed at blocking people from getting the essential sexual and reproductive care they need, including abortion. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves access to care. And with supporters like you, they can reclaim our rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org slash future to learn more and support their cause.